I'm Catherine Budig. And I'm Kate Fagan. And this is Free Cookies, a humorous podcast filled with thoughtful conversations and offering delicious takeaways. And today, today we're offering the universe, the cosmos. I might be overselling it. What do you think? (laughs) No, I don't think so. I mean, today, in the same way, when we talk about sex, we uh, when we had Esther Perel on the show, and everybody wants to know about sex and relationships. I also find that everyone is really fascinated by the topic of today's guest, whose name is Dana Childs. And what is the topic, Catherine Beauty? Dana Childs is this amazing medium slash intuitive who Kate and I have actually both been doing sessions with uh, me a bit longer than Kate. And she's also become a dear friend of ours. And we were like, people are fascinated by this. So she needs to come on and explain how mediumship works, how intuition works and how she went. And how can we all tap into our own intuitive ability? Because like Dana will tell us that we all have psychic ability, but are we... Our frequencies aren't tuned into it. No, we need to do some chakra but clearing. But first, first, before we bring Dana on, and she's awesome, I figured to that point of like what personal intuitive abilities we each have, I thought we could kind of talk through that when it comes to our relationship. Because when we were, when we were like, we're going to have Dana on, I was thinking about like, well, what part of this discussion of energy and intuition and mediumship, like if I said in my world, like, am I intuitive? Can I sense energy? And I actually, and I want to run this by you if you think I'm good at this or not good at this, but I do think that I can almost instantly tell if something is wrong with someone that I love, like within people that you love or well, no, I think, I, well, not like everyone that I love in the whole world, but like the people that I'm closest to, if, if you told me eight people and they walked into a room, I think within 10 seconds, I would know if something was wrong. Yes. And I think that I'm not suggesting that I'm a form of intuitive or mediumship because maybe everyone can do this, but I do think that pretty quickly I know if something's wrong, but then it gets to a point where I need to fix it immediately. That is something that you do love to do. And I mean, it it does beg the question, what's the difference between your senses? Like, are you sensing something versus the intuitive? I mean, I feel like when I'm upset, it's like watching, I don't know, a a bad old school Shakespearean play because it's so apparent that I am not happy. I, I don't, I feel like I show all my cards and... Yeah, okay, but you show all your cards, but you don't admit you're showing your cards. Right, because we have different paces at which we process our emotions. And I think that's one of the most conflicting things in our relationship with each other is that I have, I don't know, I think part of it for me is that I've been burnt before, where I have spoken before I took the time to really process what I wanted to say. And I come from the school of thought that once something has been said, it cannot be unsaid, obviously. But I also believe that there's a little bit of truth to everything. So even if it's you know, fired up or it's fueled by alcohol or lack of sleep or whatever it might be, when you say something, it it just scars are left. Deep cuts happen. And actually, let's make this as plain as possible, because I think what we're talking about here is actually less about intuition than just simply communication styles. Right. So I think actually what we're saying here and what I'm saying is that I think I can sense instantly when something's wrong with you. Yes. And the second I sense that something's wrong with you, I have an 
insatiable need to fix it. Within 60 seconds. Yes. Not within 60 seconds. I need to be starting the process of fixing seconds. it within two minutes. I need it done within two minutes. No, but I, I need to be starting down the road of fixing it. Yes. Whereas if something's wrong with you, you may need anywhere from a couple hours, 30 minutes to like a day. And if I know that I have to sit in the anguish of knowing something's wrong and not being able to fix it, I, it's almost like that's the only thing I can think of. It's, it's, it's not, and, and that might be the biggest tension in our relationship actually. Oh, absolutely. Because then it somehow feels like something's wrong with me that I can't fix myself immediately where I, I know myself and I need time to process and give my emotions room to live. And what do you, actually, when you look, when you, when something's wrong and you know, I know something's wrong. And you look at me, and I'm like a puppy, and I want to fix it. What do you think? I don't think you always look like a puppy. No, like, that's a I, very innocent no, interpretation. No, no, no. Well, I'm not saying. I mean, I, maybe I look like a um, a French like what bulldog. What kind of puppy? I was gonna say with like, <laughs> like a gremlin, a uh, like a gremlin. Hey, don't don't characterize pitbulls like that. Okay, they have a bad stigma attached to them, and you don't need to add to it. But what what do you think of me when? <laughs> When, okay, I feel like we're, we're too far down the pit bull road. I want a pit bull. I love pit bulls. But what, what emotions go through you when something's going on? Well, the problem is I'm already upset about something. And then I see that you have tuned into the fact that I'm upset and I haven't fixed it within 60 seconds. And then I think, fuck, like this is only going to get worse before it gets better because I am not going to respond at the pace and with the elaborate explanation that she's going to need in the given amount of space before I feel like the bomb goes off. What's, what do you mean the bomb goes it's off? It's like I'm Tom Cruise and I wasn't given all the cool tools at the beginning of Mission Impossible and I just know it's going to... You mean that if you don't address it and fix it before I, I say, what the fuck is wrong? Yes. Let's go. Let's talk about this. I, that is then going to turn into something worse than it already is. Ooh, but, 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 since we're here today and this is a podcast where we talk about anything, I did do a good job today at this. I think we both did a good job today. So we kind of had a fight today a little bit about, it's no need to get into it, although the details are it was about a Mustang car. Fascinating. But really at the heart of it was that I felt like because we live in Charleston and I've never lived here before and we, we have two dogs and they were your dogs first. And there was like this sense that I was having that like, what was mine down here? And we kind of, we got into a little bit of an argument over something that really had nothing to do with that, but it was bringing up that feeling in me of like, which I had no idea that that was the feeling right. that was coming out of you. And then we kind of had a fight about it, like really like a minute. And then it was clear that we both went to our separate corners, like in a boxing ring. Yeah. We had a really icy Whole Foods experience. It was terrible. If anyone saw us in there, the energy that we were carrying around was very bad. Sorry <laughs> about that. I didn't even get any, anyway, that's separate honey roasted peanut butter. I know she always gets honey roasted peanut butter anyway, and she didn't even get that. That's <laughs> no, how I feel like bad. we're just like taking listeners through like a maze of our emotions. But I said to myself, I know that these energies are wrong, but I don't need to fix it right away. All I need to do is just be happy with who I am and not worry about reconciling every, all of the energy in the space. That is true. And I, I, I went about, by the time we got to canned foods that you definitely would have been up in my business about it, but you, I wasn't, you didn't. I wasn't. I was like, you know what? We're just, we both are our own separate people. We can deal with this bad emotion. And when Catherine's ready to talk about it with me, I will be ready to talk about it. And it worked because I sat down with you a little sooner than I would have once we got home and after I had some food in me, because I feel like that always helps the situation. Yep. And I told you, can we talk? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I want you to know that in Whole Foods- And I started with an apology. Yeah. It was really good because I want you to know within Whole Foods, there was a number of times where I just wanted to be like, 
What's wrong? I sense that. Are we okay? Oh, Can I we sense fix that. this? Let's yeah, fix this now. But I have grown. And I was like, go get some bubble water. Go get me a cabbage. Yeah, you were like, That's you sent me errands. to the far corners of Whole Foods. <laughs> you were like, go get me some Find Parmesan. Find me purple capers. <laughs> Do those exist? I don't think so. <laughs> I came back. I said, there are no purple capers. That's tough to say. Try harder. <laughs> All right, should we bring Dana on? Let's do it. And I love you as, as well. I love you too. And you did a great job communicating today. I think you did too. We no, I definitely married. did. I okay. definitely did. I was a great communicator today. I just said we should. Okay. I love you. Today's guest is Dana Childs. She is an intuitive and energy healer. She's also a medium, and she will touch upon that. But she uses her skills to help people in leadership situations, energy healing, and also is very useful when it comes to relationships and couples. She has a French bulldog, and Catherine and I have both done work with her, and we can say that she's a very talented, fascinating human. And we are so thrilled to have her here today. So- and she has a French bulldog. I think you said that. So I'm not going to lie. I am so happy that we have Dana Childs today for actually many, many reasons. But in particular today, because today's just been weird. It's been one of those days. Not just today. Where I don't. All the days are weird. You <laughs> know, and then I look at social weird. media and I was like, oh, Mercury in retrograde. I'm like, isn't it always in retrograde? What do you mean this time is weird? Feels though. like it's always in retrograde. So we're, we're coming out of this eclipse season. Now, I'm not an astrologer. That's not my thing. But when, when stuff gets really weird, I look at what the planets are doing. We've had six planets in retrograde. Mercury just came out, but we're still in the shadow of it. And we've had three eclipses. So it's, I've just been talking about it right now, especially this week. Things are going backward. So that mm. we can move forward. So mm. everything feels like it's kind of slowing down or we're going backward yeah. in our lives. That's actually how I feel. It's like a rubber band. <laughs> it's, we're really getting to rubber bands. So we're about to catapult. And I feel, this is totally intuitive, but I feel like by December, things will start sort of slowing down again we gotta and coming wait back that. into normal. we got to wait until December. Are we rubber banding backwards until December? We're not rubber banding backwards. I feel like it's like this week where we're just really wrenching okay. back yeah. last week and this week. And I feel like it's going to start catapulting us forward. But December is like, it feels like it just smooths out. Okay. Okay. So I love that we just jumped right in there. But, oh, yeah. but before we get too detailed, can you just share with people like what you do, who you are, any little bit of background that you think would be relevant? Yeah. So um, I do intuitive energy healing and I've been doing it professionally for about, oh, I don't even know what year it is, seven or eight years, right. I guess. <laughs> and it started, I actually got really into yoga is how it opened up. And I started seeing sort of shadow figures in my house that I didn't understand. And I went on this quest. I was a corporate banker at the time. And I quit my job and sold my house and gave away everything that I owned. Once you started seeing these shadow figures? because I couldn't understand it. Was that scary? It was. So many questions. We just bombarded. I know. (laughs) It was like scary and freaky and, and just I couldn't make sense of it. And I couldn't find anyone. I was in Charlotte at the time, which is where I'm based now, Charlotte, North Carolina. I couldn't find anyone to help me understand it. So I just packed a backpack and, and just buggered off. So for a year and a half, I just traveled all around the world, mostly Southeast Asia, and found these teachers who could help me understand what was happening to me, like how I was opening. And then I came home. I, well, I went back to visit Charlotte. I didn't call it home at the time because that wasn't what mm-hmm. I wanted. And, you know, you don't ever get what you want. You get what you need. Mm-hmm. So I was visiting a There's friend. There's a song about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. <laughs> There's also a song about getting no satisfaction. So yes. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I had done a little reading for my friend just to kind of show him he was interested in what I had learned. And then he said, oh, I've got a friend who would be interested in that. And then she said, oh, I've got a friend who would be interested in that. And before I knew it, I had gone to visit friends for a weekend and I had an office and a place to live and a clientele. It just like overnight happened. So can you take us back to when you say you, you saw shadowy figures? Can you like yeah. paint that scene for us? Yeah, so I uh, lived in this little um, brick box of a house at the time, and um, I would sit in my living room, and I lived alone, and I would sit in my living room with me, and my I had an English bulldog at the time. He would, <laughs> he would be snorting and doing his thing, and I would just feel suddenly not alone. I just would feel it. And then I would look up, and in the corners, I don't know why it was the corners, but it was the corners of the room, I would see just like outlines and I remember seeing an old man who had a hat on. I remember seeing a little girl and I couldn't hear them at that time. I couldn't hear them or talk to them, but I just remember seeing them like a shadow and feeling them and just saying, I'm not going to bother you if you don't bother me, (laughs) but you're okay to stay here. Just don't bother me. You know, since then my boundaries have gotten way better and I'm like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) You don't belong here. You're not welcome, which is what you learn. The more you learn intuitive and you learn, um, and energy boundaries, you know, you learn what's welcome and what's not welcome. But at the time I was like, Oh, it's fine. And I just would like sit with it. And then at night I, I thought for years that I had night terrors. I don't know if you know what night terrors are. Yes, but if you want to explain them really yeah. quick, that would yeah. be great. Yeah, so night terrors are like really bad nightmares where you just wake up kind of screaming or, or terrified. And I had talked to, because th- I've been in therapy forever, and I think I think it's great for everybody. I completely um, agree but, with that. Yeah. So my therapist had said, you know, you know, people who have gone through trauma as children often will have night terrors, so it's probably from some of your trauma as a child. And I thought that for years, but what I recognized started happening along the same times is these night terrors intensified. And... Probably like a year after that, I was at the beach with my family and I was sleeping in a bed that was right by the door. So if you walked in the door, you were hitting my feet, like you would walk into my feet. And the door was open and I had fallen asleep really early. And my sister was walking into the door and I had like a night terror and I woke up and it, because she was coming in the room, but it connected for me at that time. Oh, those aren't night terrors or nightmares. That's foreign energy, be it a deceased person or spirit passing by or whatever the energy may be that's passing through that's disturbing my field of energy that's making me wake up. And once I had that recognition, I didn't have night terrors anymore. Was this like the energy of them tapping you, trying to get you to wake up and talk to them because they're looking for some kind of connection? Totally. Exactly that. And, and if you are, so I think we all have gifts. I think we're all intuitive. I think we all read energy. I just a hundred percent think we all do. We know it or we don't know it, or we go into it or we don't, but they're all a little bit different. And so some of us have gifts of being able to sense or see the deceased. And you know, if, if you believe in that sort of thing and that's your gift, but when their energy comes in, it's like the person who can sense or see it puts off this light around them So the deceased spirit knows, oh, that's a person who can hear or see me. So I'll go visit them. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I spoke to, I think she referred to herself as a a psychic, Uh but we, we had a session once and she said that it's like, I live on a dark street and I'm a neon house. Exactly. And so all the spirits are like, oh, the bar's open. Yeah, it's, exa- it's like a neon sign. It is like literally the way it's been explained to me through the spirit world is it looks like a lighthouse. Hmm. But instead of for ships, it's for the deceased. Mm-hmm. What percentage of people, though, 
if they are, you know, have the we're open for business blinking lights going on are either a receptive to that kind of spirit energy and be not only receptive, but know what to do with that. Yeah. I think, I don't know what the exact numbers would be, but I think it's relatively low. Probably tiny, right? Well, and you have to think we're in a society where we have, and we're especially here, we're in the Bible belt. And so we have a lot of religious, you know, portions around us that Right, this is they think that's bad. Yeah, right. they think that's bad. That's evil. So people tend to cut off their abilities even before they know they have them. And and I just think a lot of people don't know. So I think the percentage is, is really high of people who have the gift but aren't aware of it or don't use it. Okay, so let's go back to you seeing the shadowy figures, yep. packing up backpack, yes. going to travel, including a lot of time in Southeast Asia, to discover what was going on. Yeah. Can you take us through what? how did you tap into your abilities? Yeah. So it really started when I was in yoga teacher training in Charlotte. And it was one of those things where I tried to get out of it. Like I, I You was didn't just, want the ability. I didn't want the yoga, oh. actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had gotten into yoga because I was in corporate banking and yoga was the only way I could make sense of my world because it was a very, I was in the real estate mortgage portion. So it was a very mm-hmm. male dominated world, which is very hard. Um, at that time for me. And so I coped on my mat the only way I could. And I, I do what I call listening to the language of the universe and looking for whatever signs are coming through. I just open up and I just say, what, what am I going to see today? What do I pay attention to? And suddenly yoga teacher training was everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I knew like, okay, I, I do not consider myself a yoga teacher by any stretch of the imagination because I can't tell left from right is really the reason <laughs> it's why. A problem. I know two sides of the you body. You've got to reach a foot somewhere. It's a problem. Right? It's a problem. I was at the dentist on Wednesday and I was getting my tooth put in my head. You know what I yeah. mean? Like the titanium rod drilled in there. Yeah. And he was like, turn to the left and I'm turning to the right. And he's like, no, 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 the other left. It was, so it's, yeah, that thing. Um, but in this, so I just thought, okay, it just has to happen. So it lined up where the class, because I thought, oh, they're going to start too early and I can't do it. I won't be back in town until they start. This is my way out. And so I emailed the teacher and I was like, oh, so sorry. I won't be able to do it. I'm not back in time. And she goes, oh, that's okay. We've just postponed it. We'll start this week. And it was the exact week I got back in town. So you can't deny those things when they line up. You have to do it. So I did this yoga teacher training and it was taught by a pair of women and one of the sisters and one of them was very into the um, anatomy, the physio- the physiology, the body. And one of them was very into um, spirit. And she had gone to school for psychism, which I didn't even know. Psychism. Mm. Psychism, like psychic. I've never psychic. heard that word before. There's like schools for psychics. Ah. At like four year <laughs> colleges and universities or at like... Like their own little schools. Oh, so you okay, learn, okay. right? And there's yeah. one in Georgia I heard about recently that's apparently this big school in Georgia that's renowned for psychism. Oh, who knew? No. Right? Yeah. I mean, I did school hard knocks. Time to go back and get my degree. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So she had gone to this and she was teaching us meditation as a part of the yoga teacher training. And in this, we there were about 12 of us in the class and it's this big studio. And we all get down and we're doing like a... Um, you know, a prone position where we're just really relaxed and we're supported by bolsters and the whole bit. And we're in this deep meditation where our eyes are closed. And I felt something come up and tap me on the shoulder. Jesus. And so I turn around thinking it's clearly the teacher because it was very physical. And so I, I, I open my eyes and I look over my shoulder and she's not there. And so I look over my other shoulder and she's not there. And so I look around the room and everyone else is like prone position 
head down, and I turn around to look, and she is all the way on the other side of the room, sitting Indian style in her chair with her eyes closed. So in that moment, I was like, whoa, I don't know what that was. I'm going to close my eyes and go back into this meditation. And then afterward, I just was really quiet because I was so stunned. And people in the class said, we felt stuff. We didn't feel like we were alone. Mm-hmm. And, and then she was like, oh, well, we're going to sage and we'll clear the room and we'll clear out. And so she made that idea of spirits really real for me at that time. And she came over to me after class one day and she looked at my energy and I had been through a really hard time. I had been through a divorce. I had been through like a relationship that just had totally bombed and blew my life up. You know how you go through those really hard times, which a lot of us, I think right now in this backward time are going through. So that was just where I was. And she just looked at me and she said, you have someone's else's energy in your third chakra. I didn't even know what that was. And you need to clear it out. It's a man's. He's in your way. You need to clear that out. You need to get really clear. You have things that you need to be doing. And so I had to go home and Google like, what's third chakra? (laughs) How do you clear energy? And, and really just started that process and got really clear to, to really, okay, I need to not take on anyone else's energy. And once that process started, that's really when the spirits woke up. That's really when I started seeing more and and realizing I had to do something with what was waking up in me. Okay, so when we went out, because we went out to dinner a couple months ago, and you were talking about one of the teachers that you found along the way. Yes. And in my mind, the picture of you really getting in in touch with how to deal with the energy around you and spirits around you, it was kind of like a scene out of Karate Kid. You know, yes. where you have weeks where it's like wax on, wax off, and yes. you're doing push-ups, and you're like sitting quietly for hours. But obviously that's maybe not what it was like. Oh, it but kind of was. Okay, so <laughs> what was it like when you were trying to really tap into right. this? So what it was like is I had, so I was backpacking, and I was all through India, and I had met teachers. Who, I learned Reiki. I learned all these different things. And then I, I ended up in Bali. I have a sweet spot for Indonesia. I just love that country. And so I ended up in Bali, and... I ended up at a table with this man. His his name is David, and he's a great medium. And he was almost 60 years old at the time, and he was a retired boxing trainer, door bouncer, and truck driver from England. And I love him. He, oh my gosh, he was great. And he has like a Cockney accent. Like he's just he's only so thing yummy. that would have made that better if he had been an Aussie. Oh, he's not or an Irish. Aussie. Or yeah. Irish. <laughs> English. So <clears throat> he. We're at this place, and and this woman whom I was doing a lot of orphanage work with at the time said, oh, you like those weird kind of things. Why don't you come to this dinner with me? This woman wants to interview with me, and she's learning how to be a medium. And I was like, well, okay. Because at this time, remember, I'd seen spirits, but I still didn't yet believe in mediumship. Sure. I, I hadn't had an experience to help me believe in that. So we're at this table, and I had had this ring made for myself. And he took the ring. He didn't know me. He didn't even know my name at the time. And David took the ring and he starts telling me all about me. He tells me about my deceased grandparents. He tells me just about what my grandmother's doing, that she's playing the piano, which she did. Just He's getting this from the ring? He's getting this from the ring. Like, I could not deny that it was real. And at the end of the night, he says, oh, your grandmother tells me you're not sleeping. Now, I have been traveling at this point for at least... almost a year, 10 months. And I, when I had landed in Bali, I could not sleep. The energy on that island was so strong. I hadn't slept in almost a month by the time I saw him. So 
he sits me in this chair and he holds his hands up and he says, we're going to do some spiritual healing. I wish I could do his accent, but I cannot. (laughs) Um, So he puts his hands around my head and it felt like, you know, those um, science balls where you... Yes. Okay. The static electricity kind of thing. So it felt like that. Like it just felt magnetic, like electromagnetic. And... I, you couldn't, I couldn't deny the feeling. So I go home that night and he was like, if you want more, he's like, there's more, but we're in the company of other people and it doesn't feel appropriate to tell you all this stuff right now. So I went home, I slept the most best, deepest I had ever slept. I just felt, I called him the next day. I was like, (laughs) can I come back? Mm -hmm. So I went back to get another reading and he starts again, telling me all about my grandparents, telling me like other people who were deceased had come through a deceased I had, um, I taught eighth grade for, well, I taught school for like seven years and I loved my eighth graders. And I had a student who, um, died actually, he had drowned in, in the Mississippi in his twenties and he came through and I'm like, this man who doesn't know me from Adam can't possibly mm-hmm. know this stuff. And so at the end of the reading, he kept saying, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, if you have any questions. And I was like, I I don't know if I have questions. And he goes, I don't know why I'm saying this because normally I just want people to leave me alone. (laughs) And he says, but if you have any questions, just let me know. And I said, I do, I have a question. And he said, what is it? And I said, I sometimes know things and I see things and I don't understand what it is or what I'm supposed to do with it. And I can't control it and I'm confused. And he goes, just like he knew it. He was like, oh yeah, you're supposed to be working with me. Come on Tuesdays. So I started, you know, getting my little motorbike and driving out on Tuesday night. Very Karate to Kid. Place. Totally, I know it does feel like this kid. is a scene from a movie, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Exactly. This oh, is the I montage had, scene. You said Karate Kid. I'm thinking more like Vampire Diaries okay. when Bonnie realizes yeah. she's a witch and she gets into her power. Maybe both. Maybe we mix both together. <laughs> but, but I learned how to drive a motorbike so I could get to my meetings. Yes. <laughs> so I go out there and it's me and this other woman who is also American and David. And we sit around this wooden table because it conducts energy better. And... Hmm. It's a circle. And we sit around this table and he would just say like, okay, close your eyes and give what you get. And I'm like, uh, what, what? I don't even know what that means. He's like, just close your eyes and give what you get. Don't think about it. You can't think about it. Give what you get. And we would do round robins where he's like, now you, now you, now you, now you. What do you, you get? say what anything you get? embarrassing? I mean, what if you do, you're like, penis, oh God, <laughs> you know? Probably. This isn't, a, this isn't a comedy. This is an action movie. This is a drama. I think it's both. Okay. It's a dramedy, comedy, action, drama. So he just wants know. you at the time. He's just seeing what comes to you and how what? raw your skills are. Yeah. Like okay. what, Yeah. So... So after we work together a few times, he takes me aside and he says, you have more raw talent than I've seen before. And we're going to work together one-on-one and we're going to develop you and we're going to see what happens. And so then he and I would meet and we would like pick a different beach in Bali. That's not hard. Right. And we would sit across from each other Indian style and we would close our eyes. And we actually learned all about each other by meditating and telling the other person who they were. Like, Without words. Without, yeah. And then we would, then we would actually talk about what we were seeing and what we were getting. And we would validate with the other person that what we were getting was accurate. And, and so it it was, it was like we would drive our motorbikes to a secluded place and communicate and it, it was wild. Is that an exercise? I mean, I have so many questions, Yeah. but if someone wanted to cultivate let's say they do possess even, you know, a 16th of the raw ta- talent that you yeah. possessed at the time. Um, do you think if two people regularly sat with each other, like Kate and I were sitting and, and I, we closed our eyes and I'm just telling her apple, apple. Yeah. 
Apple. Penis. You can do it. Or, or penis. <laughs> <laughs> or <God>. whatever. <laughs> right. Sorry. Do you think with time and practice, she would know that I was trying to send her that? Yeah. And I think like the gifts of telepathy, because that's what we're talking about, right? That's a fifth chakra gift, the gift of telepathy. Um, that it, some people have it and some people may not have it. And some Which is people different have from more, intuition? It's different. It's, okay. and it's all a piece yeah. of intuition. It's all a piece of it, but it, all the skills are a little bit different. So someone who has a natural penchant for telepathy, which is also the way animals mm. communicate. They communicate in pictures, so you can communicate with your animals that way. But with mm. anything, like playing the piano, it's it's all practice. Sure. You have a natural talent level for it. But and you have then to flex you also those muscles. Have, right, right. And you could be a prodigy, pro, prodigy, prodigy? Yeah, yeah prodigy. prodigy. Genius yeah. at the piano. And Different then the more word. you practice it, the better you're going to get. You can also have zero skills. The more you practice it, the better yeah, you're going to get. Sure. But you have different sort of um, places where you can, peaks that you can reach. Yeah. So how do you use this skill now? So I, oh, I, it runs my <laughs> everyday life. I, I for, wait, okay. I feel like I need to dis, di, make a distinction between psychic and intuitive. Yes, please. Okay. Yes. So psychic, I look at as raw information that's coming in all the time. We are all psychic. There is no one who's not psychic. We're getting bombarded with information, energy, right? Energy is defined as information that moves. That's it. That's what energy is. Information that moves or vibrates. And so we're getting bombarded with that. That is psychism. We are all psychic. If we develop boundaries around it and we understand what we're getting or we understand how not to get what we don't want, that I define as intuition, right? Psychism with boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Yeah. But psychic, someone who the casual person would define as psychic, that's just someone who receives the same information that we all receive, yeah. but speaks the proper language to be able to articulate it? Yeah. A psychic? Yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. and, and we're all psychic. People who build themselves as like psychic or psychic medium, right? Yeah. I think it's, it's really just sort of semantics too. I don't sure. think everyone makes this differentiation. I do, but I think it's, um, I feel like there's a difference in reading someone's energy field with where they are that feels psychic versus the intuition of being able to channel through other sources of information that can bring about a little more and a little more knowledge. How does sometimes that just the general population skepticism about the existence of intuition, mediumship, psychic, like how does that land with you? And are people always trying to test you? You know, like, yes. can you tell if they're like, I, what shirt color am I wearing if you're over the phone or yeah. something yes. stupid yeah. like that? Yes. Okay. So all the time. So I think people do test. I remember when I first started out, there was a woman who came, a client who came and she was asking, she was trying to really figure out a friendship that wasn't working well for her. And I can feel if, if someone tells me a name, I can totally feel the energy of the person and, and tell you all about them and what they're thinking or who they are, what, right? Anything, emotions. And so as I was channeling this, she looks at me and she goes, well, if you can tell me what color car she drives, I'll believe you. Oh, yeah. And, and I've learned that because before I'd be like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's red, maybe it's, and then it starts the guessing game because you yeah. go into like self-doubt. Yeah. yeah. And I've just learned that that is not necessarily the way my abilities always work. And so I just say, yeah, I don't really play that way. You can choose to believe it or not. It's okay. If you're skeptic, you mm -hmm. have to run through your body and your energy and your heart, what feels good to you or what doesn't. But people are skeptic. Now, the thing about mediumship, and I don't do mediumship anymore. I mean, granted, if I'm in a session and someone comes through that needs to 
you know, communicate, then I'll do that. I'm not going to just leave them out in the wind, but, but I don't do that anymore because it's really hard on my body the way that I do it. But with mediumship, there are people who really fully believe hundred percent that the only reason to do mediumship is simply to prove life after death. That's mm-hmm. it. There's no other reason. So you want to be able to give really solid information to prove to the person that you're really communicating. Mm-hmm. And when I did for you mediumship, or for them, for the person, okay. Like if, if you were to come in and you were to say, I don't know if I believe in mediumship, but I want a session then, then my goal isn't to like heal you, make you better, make you feel different. It's to prove to you that your grandmother is talking to To me. give you some kind of peace to yeah. think that they're not entirely right. gone. Exactly right. right. And that, while that is what most traditional mediums really believe that their goal is, when I was practicing mediumship, it, to me, I couldn't do it without feeling like there had to be some healing with it. So I always looked at mediumship and anything I do really as What's the healing goal under it? And how does it shift the person's energy to be more healed and more whole and more solid and more naturally aligned to who they really are in their core self? How does it, how does it, what does it feel like? Intuition, media, like me, the energy that you're talking about. Like, I know. Like, Is it like Whoopi like, Goldberg? Because, oh, you know, you do just to even let our listeners know, a lot of what you do is talking to clients over the phone. Yeah. Like how, what does that feel like when they say someone's name? Okay, so so <laughs> I can tell you what it feels like for me, sure. but also to point out like for everyone it's different because again we all have different abilities, different talents, right? Yeah. yeah. So I am very very body based, right? So my body talks to me all the time. So like today I was talking to a friend and she was telling me a little bit about her son and something that he was afraid of and and she said something and immediately like I wanted to cry and I felt my heart sink and I was like, oh, he feels really sad about this. Like I could feel what he was feeling. I felt it in my body as my own truth. Or if I'm um, like in mediumship, a lot of times what would happen is the person who was coming through, like I don't hear names. I re-experience the way they died. So I would have to describe to the person who's sitting across from me like or on the phone well, my heart's tightening and now it hurts and now I can't breathe. And, and then I would have to surmise as all these physical symptoms are happening, literally happening in my body, this must be what a heart attack feels like. Did you ever feel like you might actually die in those moments? I didn't ever feel like I might die, but it was really uncomfortable. And one of the most painful ones was, um, a person who came through who was shot in the head and that was really striking. It was just an excruciating headache. It was an excruciating headache. Mm Mm-hmm. And the terror and the fear that went with it, because it's not just the physical yeah, pain. Yeah. For me, I feel deeply the emotions. Everything runs through my body. So that's how I read the energy. Now, also, I have the gift of um, being able to hear. So sometimes I'll just get like, I call it like a little download. And so I can just hear what, you know, someone's spirit. I, that's like their higher self. You, I just you, call it You their talk spirit. about with me. Yeah. 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 You'll say what yeah. my spirits are saying. Yeah. And so it's like what their spirits, what their spirit spirits guide, are saying. Right? Yeah. 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 And, and I also can see, so sometimes I'll also be given visualizations like images or imagery to share that helps make the point or to understand. Like today I was talking to a person and, and I said, I can't help but see, you know, she's in this relationship that's really uncomfortable and needs to shift, but she feels stuck. And her spirit just gave the image of like a cobweb and she was in the middle of it and she felt so tightened down by the cobweb, but really it was sort of feathery and she could easily move it, but she didn't know that she could easily push those cobwebs out of the way. So sometimes those clear visualizations will come too. But my main skill is I feel the emotions and I feel the physical feelings in my body. And with mediumship, 
And and then the concept of spirit guides that you just mentioned. Yeah. Spirit guides is something that's been very apparent to me throughout my life with a lot of people that I've talked to with um, when I did ayahuasca. Like, yep. Very hyper aware that I have spirit guides in my life. Yeah. And I guess m- m- the question for myself and for you is mediumship, is that connection to spirit, does that mean that spirit was once actually alive? Is there such thing as connecting to spirits that are just guides that weren't necessarily human yes. before? Yeah. This is that a, a weird question. question. No, this is like a whole podcast. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the question like spirit guides is w- when we talk about mediumship, right? We're, typically the medium creates the connections and links out to spirit guides who help tran- like um, translate the information coming in or as a medium, you can leak direct, directly to the deceased spirit okay. and communicate one-on-one. Spirit guides, the way I understand it, again, this isn't something that I've read and researched. It's just how I know and understand it from my experience. But we have more than one. We don't just have one spirit guide. Spirit guides who are sort of, they can come in with us at birth, but as we shift and change or we get more into certain things rather than others, we have different They come and go, right? They come and go. They can be male. They can be female. They can be androgynous. But spirit guides in that sense have, in my experience, usually been human because their Mm. interest and their goals and their desires and their purpose aligns with what ours are. So if tomorrow suddenly I became an activist for um, the manatees in Florida, I was just reading about that red tide um, did you guys see that? Or Save the manatees. Oh, yeah. There, there was a big red tide. Like, there's so much pollution now that there was a red tide. So the red algae overgrows, and a lot of the um, wildlife in Florida and the mm. people are really suffering. They can't breathe, and they're dying. Oh, no. It's really sad. So <laughs> let's say that... We can snip that out. Yeah. So let's say that tomorrow... Um, <laughs> let's say that tomorrow I become an activist for environment, right? I would most likely get a new spirit guide to come in who would, mm. who has had that serve that purpose in, in another life or many lifetimes and has the wisdom to really be able to stand behind and support me spiritually in that manner, whereas they've sort of achieved what they wanted to achieve in the earth plane. So you have this like Rolodex of spirit guides yeah. depending on yeah. what you want to focus yeah. on. So like tomorrow, if I decided, oh, I want to have a baby, which A, I wouldn't, but if I did, <laughs> then then I'm beyond that. Yeah. I have a dog and I'm good. <laughs> but if I had a baby, then I am sure there would be some kind of nurturing spirit guide to come in and help me learn more how to mother. I remember um, being in Bali and I was working at the time when I was in Bali working with David, actually, I was also working on my medical holistic degree from India. And as I was working on that, you, you just sort of read the books and take the tests. And as I was taking these exams, I was really aware of feeling help. And I saw this little man with these little glasses and he looked like a doctor. And I was like, oh, you're helping me do my mm. exams. So I just knew that I had a new guide for that time period when I was getting my degree. And then after I had finished the degree, it was done. Like I've not seen him since. When you were done traveling, mm-hmm. did you go back to the same house? No, I sold that house. I went back and I lived with friends who had a guest house that could put me up while I got my business off the ground. What do you remember about the first time you set boundaries when you maybe saw spirits who were in your space that you didn't want them yeah. to? So the first thing I remember is learning the word no <laughs> and, and yelling it. And actually, sometimes I still do. If I am in a new place or I get awakened at night or something, I will wake myself up saying no. And as soon as I do that, I just know there's something in my space that doesn't need to be there. So that I learned really clearly. But I... 
I want to go back to your question for a minute because there are also, sorry, spirit guides. Mine wasn't that, good enough? No, yours was great, but I realized I <laughs> left some stuff hanging off this answer about spirit guides. My spirit guides are, are being be very like, bossy what? with Dana right now, okay? I'm going to think about a better question. So, <laughs> sorry. So, but spirit guides can also be like angelic forms, a- angel forms, except for, you know, there's a couple like Sandal Fawn and um, uh, Metatron, I think, who have been human before, but angel forms have not been human. They're an- they're angelic. Metatron was human before being an angel. Yeah, as far as my understanding, now that guys, like, what's Metatron? It's an angel. <laughs> you, we got a lot of listeners who aren't up to date on okay, all the angels. You would you would want to call in <laughs> Metatron, like if you wanted help with like I need to get organized and I need to really you know make some make some headway in organizing my space and my structure and I want to feel empowered in myself. Right. You would call a Metatron to help with that. Okay. It's okay. just an energy that can help. But but there are angelic forms and there are spirit guides around us, I believe, that have not been human as well. And I think we work with those energies too. I just think that's so interesting. Yeah, sorry. Okay, I so I have a question. Yeah. Is it interesting now? I think so. <laughs> We've talked a lot about how energy feels with other spirits and Metatron and... No, I'm just kidding. But what about places you walk... Cities oh, you go yeah. to, places you walk into. Yeah. What is that energy like for you? The French it, Quarter in New Orleans. Well, it's so, that's the second time New Orleans has been brought up today. <laughs> um, I don't go there. <laughs> I don't go to New Orleans. I don't sleep in New Orleans. Yeah. I, I, I sleep fine in New Orleans. Oof. I don't know what that means. <laughs> mm. I don't sleep there, but I'm drawn to it. Which oh, that's interesting. I feel like there's an old, probably dark life, life in mine yeah. that I don't know what it means. Yeah. You probably had some power there, you know? Just maybe. Maybe you're drawn to the power, but not the way you had it. Ooh. Right? I like it oh, when you so, make me feel like I'm interesting. <laughs> you are interesting. <laughs> so, okay, can we play a quick... So places, right? No, 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 yeah. But yeah, the places. Yeah, the, yeah. So oh, what yeah. are places like? So, so places really get interesting because not only can you have spirit that's seen and unseen, you have energy of people who are living who are in the space or have occupied the space, but you also have energy resonance. So, and what I mean by that is if you walk into a room where you, your friends have just walked out and they've had a big fight and you, you know how you can feel like, you sticky. Like that little, yeah. So energy resonance happens as well. So when we're walking into a place, we're feeling all of that. And I do believe that while not everything inanimate has the capability of being animate, I do think that some things are. Like I have this Buddha statue at home that I have always just looked at and thought, I know there's something real in there. Like you're not just Mm. a statue. And every dog that comes in my house goes berserk at that statue, like barks at it like crazy. Because I'm like, yeah, there's like a little real Buddha in there or something. <laughs> um, so I also feel that sometimes certain buildings, places, um, powerful places can hold their own sort of live energy too. So like an energetic imprint that happens? Exactly. Like an energetic imprint. And so I think when we're sensitive, when we walk in those places, or even when we're not, we know A, what feels good and what doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. That's just, I think, the most basic thing to pay attention to. Does it yeah. feel good to be here? Or does it not? And then the more you sort of develop, you can go, okay, what feels bad? Where am I feeling it in my body? Do Is it my head? Is it, does my chest feel tight? Does my stomach feel heavy? For me, when I started being aware of like a heavier, sort of a darker energy that I didn't like... I would get a stomach ache every time. And that was just my telltale sign that I would get a stomach ache. And now I just get this like, it's what it feels like washing over my body. Just that like, and I just, my skin bristles. So when we pay attention, right? Or sometimes when we walk into a place and it feels really good, we feel this lightness and we feel our heart open or expand or we Mm -hmm. feel excited. So we're picking up on energy all the time, especially in places because they're so full of it. 
when you walk in, let's say you walk into a space, let's say an old theater, and I was just talking about the American theater today here in Charleston. Yeah, on, yeah. And you, you, you are like no, no go, right? So I've been in that theater once, and I there's was an like, old theater here in Charleston, just for our listeners. I've never been in it, but it's it's a couple hundred years old, I yep. assume. Okay. Yeah, I've been in it once, and I. So what happens to me when I get sort of overwhelmed? Because I wasn't in there working. I was in there. I think I was at a writing conference, listening to a panelist speak about writing, and I could barely keep my eyes open. I was super tired. I felt really just like like drugged almost, just really exhausted. And I realized, oh, it's because there's so much energy in here that mm. feels heavier or more dense than I'm used to feeling. Mm-hmm. So think about it like this. Do you know how holidays, when you go home for holidays, that like you blame it on the turkey that you're really tired? <laughs> yes. It ain't the turkey. <laughs> I like the face you made. It ain't the turkey. It ain't, it ain't the, the turkey, turkey y'all. It's it's your family. So but my mom listens. My mom. My mom listens to this podcast. Oh, so we love your mom. I love my oh mom. My God, that but, is the quote of season mom, two. I love you. And your timing is your family. Your timing was really good there. That was great comedic timing. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so so and what I mean by that is okay. So if we think of chakras, and when I say chakras, I mean just energy centers, and we all have them in our body. C- call them whatever you want. Yeah. And in these chakras, they hold different things. So we all want to know what our heart is, and in our heart chakra, we hold love and we hold our idea of whatever our divinity or our God is. And some people put their pets in there and, you know. Catherine put Ashi in there. Yeah, Yeah. I'm sure. I put Sufi in there. But sometimes I have to pull her out because, you know, I'm like, this is just my space for me and my God. Um, You know, and in our throat, it's where we really communicate out who we are. We express that into the world. And um, in the the lower, the lowest chakra, it's called the root chakra. It's not the lowest, but one of the lower ones. It's dense because it's physical, and it's the root chakra, muladhara, as some people say it in Sanskrit, and it really holds the vibration of family, and I see work life in there, and sometimes I see finances in there, but not every psychic or intuitive sees that stuff in there, but family is a denser, slower-moving energy. It goes through your bones and your blood, so think about like how dense your bones are. So in this place, when you're with your family, right, Mm -hmm. where if if you and Catherine are home, you're going to resonate probably most naturally in your heart space, and it's going to feel light and fluffy in there. And then if you go home to visit family, be it your family or Catherine's family, right, no offense to them either, Mm -hmm. but but then we move into the speed that we move in at family. So it has to come deeper into our body, deeper into our bones, and it's a slower vibration, slower moving. We become more tired. Mm -hmm. And so at holidays, when people blame it on the turkey, it's like, it's not the turkey. It's Mm -hmm. that you're vibrating in that feel of family, which usually feels slower and more dense than your natural vibration. So so just because I'm sure, like a tip, so for everybody out there, because yeah. we all we get love tips. so tired, yeah. we take so many naps on vacations with our family. Um, <laughs> but if you, like what I like to do is when the family kind of goes out, like everybody goes out from the home or the home's empty, is I just like say this prayer, or you can meditate or you can ask for it to be done, but just to clear out the energy of the vibration that's there in the space and the structure. And then I like to do a little bit of caffeine <laughs> to bump my my own personal vibration okay, up. Yeah. And then when the family comes back in, they they step into the higher vibration that's in the space, and everybody tends to lift up because you're setting because you're the setting mood. the different vibration. I actually have a follow up. Can I? Yeah, go. I have one too. Okay, let's get these last two questions in, and then we're gonna have to release Dana out into the wild. Oh. <laughs> Was that, no, 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 but, but you're, but you're oh, not. We will release you from there. the free cookies no, no, chakra. No, no. 
you're a predator. You can, you're going to oh, survive yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. You're a predator. Um, <laughs> so let's go back to talking about walking into a place. Let's say, yeah. so your writing conference, it's at this theater in Charleston. Yes. You can read energy. Mm-hmm. And so you might walk in and say, oh, this doesn't feel right. And you might leave. Right. I may not be in tune to that. Or maybe I kind of feel it. I'm like, oh, it seems like a heavy spot. Yep. But I stay there. Mm-hmm. Do I get affected in some way I don't know? Is it like the equivalent of like carbon monoxide is in the building and you, your body, like... The canary. The canary in the coal mine. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. yes. Is it like you're actually avoiding unhealthy energy that I'm going to absorb but maybe don't even know it? Yeah. So think about like frequencies. So we all react to different frequencies different ways. Like you, do you eat dairy? Not anymore. Oh, look at that. Oh, milk forever. (laughs) Do you eat gluten? Not anymore. Okay. Oh, okay. There's a lot of lying happening right now. Oh, hey. <laughs> I try to avoid dairy and gluten. Of okay. course, occasionally okay. I eat it. Right. So, so here's the thing. If, if some people do great with dairy and gluten, right. or they don't know that they don't do great with dairy sure. and gluten, they're just not attuned to it. It's not mm. where they're, but it's not killing them in that moment. It's, right. Right. So we have these different sensitivities. We react differently to different things. So something that in a building, in a space might really not feel good to me because of my experience throughout my whole life, it might not phase you at all. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're getting, you're taking in bad energy poisoned. that I don't want. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you're living with a demon, then maybe, right? I wouldn't suggest that. <gasps> that so people Kate, do that? Kate could be at like a, a, a bar with, you know, some kind of gnarly spirit French braiding her hair and she'd be like, I'm ready for I wouldn't another even drink. Know. I, it might not. Yeah. It'd be yeah, hard it to French braid my hair. <laughs> yeah. And some people just, it is bothering them, but they don't know it. Or right. they don't know that it can be any different. They or they don't can blame it on something it else, maybe. Or they could blame it on yeah. something else. You were talking about certain spirits not necessarily having been human form and this higher, you know, energy. What do you think about, like, the size of the universe and, like, our planet? And, like, can you ever feel energy outside of just these... The planet? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I, I think what is it that is, like? Oh, I, I think it's infinite. I, sometimes it's scary because sometimes I see it. Okay, do you want to hear a really weird, yes, weird example? Yes, yes, Do you mind not even put this on there? It's so weird. So, <laughs> so recently, this has probably been like three weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw this energy that was like a green blobby, I don't know, it looked like a knitting ball that had come undone, but it was like green-like tangles. And it didn't feel good to me. And I was like, no, that's how I was, no, get out. And, and it kind of went away. And then I had this like bacteria, but I couldn't figure out why I was sick. I just knew that my guts were off. And then like a day later, I dreamed about this thing again. And it was the same green blob. And I woke up and I saw it like, like I see you sitting there. I saw this green blob in the middle well, of the I'm night. Well, I'm way cuter though. And you're way cuter. <laughs> and you feel you way better. Than green that. blob. <laughs> and, then, and then like, Two nights go by and I'm still like sick to my stomach and can't figure it out. And then I wake up and I see this green blob, but it is like three times the size. It has grown way bigger. And I'm like, what is this thing? Why is it around? It doesn't feel good. It's not human. I don't know what this is. And the answer that kind of I channeled and halfway figured out was it's this energy that isn't from here. 
it's like somewhere out in space that's a bacteria that is sort of lost and can't find its home. So it's trying to find energy wherever it can and sustenance wherever it can. And my body just happened to be that place. And so as soon as I cleared that blob of energy, my bacteria cleared up in my guts. So I think that we are impacted by so many things, often foreign. I was listening to... um, I can never remember if it's Neil deGrasse Tyson or Neil Tyson deGrasse. And I apologize because he's now brilliant I can't remember and I should either. at least I, remember his name. I thought I used to know, but now I don't if, know. If I were Tyson to, like, yeah. So if I were to like have anybody's brain, I, like I would love his mm-hmm. mixed with mine, yeah. but um, his specifically. Yeah, yeah. And, and he talks about like the infinite and how there, you know, we say, oh, it's infinite or I love you to infinity, but there's also an infinity of infinities mm-hmm. and there are different sizes of infinities. And so I, th- I know, so I think about in terms of quantum physics and all the things that we don't see, like, of course we're impacted by, you know, planetary Stuff energy. that we do not understand. Yeah, yeah. Galaxies that we don't understand. Right. And absolutely, I think we are all the time. Do you guys think that was worthy to turn the tape back well, on? Well, I just think anytime I, I can't explain my feeling, I'm going to look at you and say, green blob. <laughs> Will that be a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing, I think. Look, I don't understand the level of infinity that I'm experiencing right now. But <laughs> hey, green blob. Oh, so you had a follow up. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I'm just wondering for, I'm sure a, a lot of people are listening to this, asking themselves, well, what's my ability? And mm-hmm. this is something that I, I've struggled with too, because I know there's stuff in there that I'm not wax on, wax offing enough. <laughs> Training. <laughs> Training, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, what are your top tips to someone who wants to tune into their ability capacity to be intuitive? intuitive yeah. yeah, like how can they sharpen those skills? Yeah, so uh, there's so many ways. Um, what the way that I teach it is a little bit different than most people, and I do I do a lot I do a lot of teaching. People just want to go, how do I open? How do I do it? And I always say, you have to first know who you are self-awareness, because you need to know what's going to impact you, how it's going to feel. You need to know your own body and your own emotional self enough to know when something is bothering you, right? You need to know like how your system normally runs so that you know if you're drinking a glass of milk, like, whoop, that doesn't work well for me, right? Right. So the first step I say is always self-awareness and in whatever way that comes. And that can be self-help books. It can be um, therapy I'm yoga. a huge fan of. It can be yoga. It can be anything that helps you really understand your body because as an intuitive, your body is your tool. We are, we are physical beings and we use that as a tool. Okay. And that's always the first thing I say. And then the second thing is I love meditation, but it's finding the right meditation for you um, when I started opening, everywhere I went, everyone was like, meditate, meditate, meditate. And I was like, oh my God, stop telling me to meditate. I don't want to meditate. As soon as I started meditating, my gifts blew open really, really loudly. And it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to sit and I'm going to own for 20 minutes. It can be a walking meditation, right? Because again, if we're gifted in different centers in our body, some more physically based than others, movement actually helps us get information. So on days when I want to write something, but I'm not sure what I want to write, if I go for a walk, mm-hmm. it's like the information starts yes. dropping mm-hmm. in, yes. right? Because yeah. I need movement, mm-hmm. right? So it's knowing, it's learning yourself enough to know what works for you. Um, meditation in whatever way that works. There's so many different ways to meditate. That I think is a really big skill. And then I think it's learning how it works. Like listening to what you're pulled to. Some people may be really fascinated by mediumship and other people may be really fascinated by chakras and other people may be really fascinated by understanding, you know, 
tapping and how that changes your body meridians. And so it's just going into the place that feels like a natural fit. Because when you develop the most natural tendency first, you develop confidence. Because at the root of intuition, if you don't have self-confidence or belief in yourself, you can't trust what you're getting because it's so subtle. We think it has to be this big thing where this angel flew down and told me what to do. And it doesn't really work like that for most people. It's really this soft voice that sounds like your own in your head or this slight little nudging that you feel like you need to do or, right. It's this, it's quiet and subtle. And so it's learning to pay attention to that. So we're not waiting on Metatron. Metatron. No. Levitate, levitate, levitate. He might. That's what I thought of when you said meditate. But Um, also just the emotional piece. Like I am big, like what I really do and see and what I love is like looking at people's emotions in their bodies and knowing where they're stuck and where they need to move and shift and how relationships are serving or aren't serving or all of that is really what I get into. And I feel like when we start to look at our emotions or our family of origin or places that hold us back, we start to unleash more of our natural gifts and our natural intuition. Okay. All right. What's your favorite cookie? Chocolate chip. <laughs> Gluten-free. Gluten-free. But I'll cheat on some dairy chip. for some chocolate. What's your second favorite? Cookie? Hey, what's yeah. it, it, Chocolate chip cookies. It's good a good enough. one. I just want to see how many it takes to get to my favorite. Um, my second would probably be like double chocolate chip. Oh, <laughs> girl. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And then white chocolate chip? No, I don't know. Like that would exactly. not be the logical White chocolate next chip step. is terrible. It's gross. I actually think I, ha- I might judge people whose favorite cookie is you white think? chocolate chip. I actually <laughs> judge a lot of cookie choices, so I guess really? it's not that shocking. Have you ever heard, I don't know even who makes this, and I don't know if it's like some restaurant, but there's a cookie somewhere called the kitchen sink cookie. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, it's or, or the, the, the compost cookie, right? Garbage right from milk. Yeah, I can't yeah. complain about that. No, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will you tell, sorry. Yeah, no, Dana, where can people find you? And also, do yeah. you mind doing a little summary about if someone wanted to do a session with you, what they would expect from that session? Yes. So if someone um, wanted to do a session from me, it would be... Um, Which I highly recommend. I've been working with her for over a year now. I'd yeah. Be, maybe almost two at this two. point. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know. Crazy. That's great. That's crazy. <laughs> no, it's a good stuff. Go us. Um, so, so a session is going to be by phone, and it's really conversation. Like, to me, I just like it to feel really easily, um, just super easy conversation. And I would ask that they would come with like two or three things they really want to work on. When someone calls me and says, whatever you think, it's, there's not the depth there. I mean, I can make some stuff up. You know what I mean? I can like, well, we can work on this, but when you really set the tone for what you want to work on, there's so much more depth because your energy is invested and then it's going to be conversation. And then as they talk, I will see and hear things in my head and questions to ask them to get where we need to go. And then there'll be energy shifts that happen because it's not me doing the energy work. That's the divine or, you know, the universe or whatever word you're comfortable with that really starts shifting and moving the energy around. So they would expect to feel lighter, hopefully about whatever it is that they talked about or worked through on the phone. Um, yeah, and they and can find me at DanaChildsIntuitive.com. That's my website. And then there's Instagram as Dana Childs Intuitive and Facebook as Dana Childs Intuitive. And then you, you're going to Italy? Yeah, so I have a retreat in Italy. It's May 13th to the 19th in the Tuscan region. Mm-hmm. And it is um, in-house chef locally sourced meals prepared every day. And it's all about healing your past. So whatever like family relationships, personal relationships, so that we can catapult forward and creating that future that you're really meant to create. Thanks, Dana. Yeah, thanks. We love you. Thank you, Dana.
That'll do it for today's episode of Free Cookies. You can find us at Free Cookies Podcast on Instagram, or you can email us at freecookiespodcast at gmail.com. We are produced by the awesome Lindsay Collins of FB Radio. Please check out her podcast, FB Radio. And Catherine Budig, looking for the people who gave the reviews on Apple. Podcast. I'm not entirely sure where we left off, so I feel like I might might be... Oh, I remember Sprocket Loves Ruby. We already talked about you. So <laughs> I am going to pick up with maybe a double thank you, but we're going to start with Chilingue. Oh, no Chilingue. We talked about Chilingue too. Mm, okay. A.E. Fish 36, MDZ 82. I think we talked about you. Annie Kimmy, dollar sign Omega Game 1836. Omega Game with a dollar sign first. Oh. Uh, Stephanie Sherby, Jolene Smith. Oh, Jolene. And you kind of got let down with a Smith there. I feel like J- you were. Jolene Smith. Smith. <laughs> Jenny TD, Randy Nicole 28. Randy, like the name, or Randy? Not like that kind of Randy. Um, and Mayo 15. Thank you for taking the time to say nice things. I actually haven't read all of them yet, but I'm assuming they're nice. So thank you. That's it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>